NHL Weekly Podcast. I'm Drew LeSueur. I'm Roy Vandewater. I'm Jade Meskill. And with us today is Declan Whalen. How's it going, Declan? Oh, great. How are you guys? Doing good. Uh, so today we wanted to talk about uh, demanding technical excellence. Um, and I'll start off with a question uh, for you, Declan. What, why is it still relevant? Why are we still talking about this today? Well, I think it's probably more relevant than ever because, you know, my experience as an agile coach over the last few years, I've seen, you know, a scrum become more and more prevalent, which is great. Uh, and, and it's, you know, more like a just a framework for project management. And as we've crossed the chasm in many ways with agile, I'm seeing a dilution of, of, of technical skills. And, and I think it's kind of ramped up a little bit because um, the people that were most motivated for Agile in the early days tended to be very technically forward-looking and technically adept. And that, I think, is becoming less so as we're you know, moving into larger organizations where people aren't quite so motivated, perhaps, to be self-learners and so on. So I think the demand for or the need to promote technical practices is stronger than ever. Great. And so technical practices, um, I think a lot of stuff like um, pair programming, you know, the XP um, principles and practices, uh, is that the kind of stuff you're talking about as well? Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, is this, I remember the podcast you had with Arlo Belshi uh, uh, earlier this summer and a lot of, a lot of that uh, for sure. Uh, in fact, uh, he said it so eloquently in many ways with his metaphor of the of the of the train and Scrum just being the the driving uh, the the steering wheel and, and and the rest of the engine or I guess actually the car becoming the some of the technical practices. He didn't mention explicitly and was the subject of uh, of a talk I did in, in in Dallas last week at Agile 2012 was simple design. And uh, and I found that to be kind of very illuminating that uh, in the version one annual survey that they do, they list the technical practices and, you know, they barely get over 50% on any of them. I think unit testing is just, uh, it might be 70% and then all the rest of the technical practices are, you know, maybe 50%, but most way down, like 12 to 20%. But the really strange thing is that simple design doesn't appear anywhere it's not even on the list uh, and i find that quite fascinating yeah so so i came into the the whole agile world and ecosystem through xp and i've always wondered why it didn't why it didn't quite get the the legs or the following that mm. that scrum ended up really really capturing why why do you think that is um i i think my pers- I don't know for sure, but my suspicion is that Scrum is just so much easier for organizations to grok and just say, oh, you can- it can fit on a single page. Uh, mm. and, um, that- and that doesn't look too hard. Uh, and so I, I think just the- that, uh, and I'm sure the Scrum certification models had a part to play in it, but I think it was mostly just the simplicity of the model. Is it, uh, is it maybe the centralized nature of something like Scrum? Like if you get a product owner, Scrum Master, that's properly tain- uh, trained, they can kind of disseminate that amongst their entire team. But if you want to practice a lot of these technical practices, you have to have an entire development team that's able to, to do all of them. It, 
think maybe that plays a part or I'm not so sure I mean I, I think you got a good point I think it's you know, there's just perhaps a little more specificity in terms of the roles um, that make it a little that might make it easier in the say. Oh, we've got project managers, so we can make them product owners, and we've got project managers, we can make them scrum masters, and hey, that's not too hard. Whereas with maybe the titles don't fit quite so cleanly with uh, with XP with just uh, perhaps yeah. But whatever it is, it's 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 it, it disappoints me that XP has not become more popular than it is, you know. And 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 really, teams that are. But the odd thing is, the teams that are doing Scrum really well are actually doing all the XP practices anyway. Yeah, that's what we found as well. That uh, for teams that we've been on or coached, that as as the maturity of the Scrum implementation came along, so did that that desire to implement uh, much much higher quality technical practices. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's great when it happens. I'm, you know, I, I'm not so sure that that's going to happen consistently with some of the newer organizations taking on Scrum. I, I hope it is, and and um, believe me, I'm I'm thinking a lot about this. What can I do to 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 help make sure that happens? Because um, on the flip side, I've seen scrum provide teams with the tools to build you know huge mounds of technical debt faster than they ever could before right yeah that's true so it's um i i i think the you know you know my my mention of demanding technical excellence came out from the uh from a meeting that the signatories of the agile manifesto had last september and they basically came up with a prime directive that they felt that over the next 10 years, we, you know, we really need to crank up the technical excellence uh, throughout the industry. And uh, I believe that too. And it's not that there aren't other important things. It's just the thing that really strikes me as, as having waned since uh, say the last five years. So how do you, how do you, how does one demand technical excellence? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, one thing that's that I'm really excited about is that um, I've in Dallas. I've the newest member of of the board on the Agile Alliance, so I feel that that gives me an opportunity to explore that a little more deeply, like in in terms of pulling from people like you or other passionate people about what what. A as a as a community, can we do to perhaps? I would choose the word foster technical excellence. The demand technical excellence was Jeff Sutherland's term. <laughs> I I might choose slightly different terms, uh, and then look for look for ways certainly within teams. I mean, it sounds like from what you've you've described that you've had you've had been able to demand technical excellence in the sense that foster teams moving from scrum into extreme programming practices which is which is awesome um, so I'm, uh, some things I've thought about would be or some things people have suggested bringing back the original uh, XP conference yeah. um, certainly the software craftsmanship movement has something to say about technical excellence mm -hmm. and at this point I'm really just getting tuned into the idea and I'm, I'm quite open to how we as a community could yeah, I've, that. I've often thought about it, and I feel like I can demand technical excellence from myself uh, because I, I understand what that means. 
And I, I like your idea of, of fostering it others. And I, th- I think those two go hand in hand, right? If I am uh, relentless about demanding it of myself, hopefully that is creating that desire in other people to want mm. to follow that like example. That. Yeah. Yeah, and certainly the things I've done as an agile coach. So that, that you know, pair programming certainly is a great way, you know, well, in and of itself is, is a technical practice, but it certainly um, fosters the spreading of knowledge and skills that, that deepens the more, say, the technical aspects of, of good design. Sure. And, um, and, you know, expanding definition of done, having regular retrospectives, uh, promoting learning. Like, there are lots of things that can be done, uh, certainly at a team level. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking also a bit more uh, at a wider level. How do we do that as a community as well? So as, as far as the technical uh, excellence stuff goes, you know, you being an agile coach, it, is it ever hard for you that, that you're focusing more on, on the team-related stuff or on other things apart from just maybe sitting down with somebody and pair programming and doing test-driven development with somebody? Is that ever an issue with you? Um, it, it is. I, I certainly have the stance as an agile coach that my job is to, is to provide teams the best help that I possibly can and I work hard to be tuned to find out where the pain is and where I can have the most leverage and I focus there and you know as I've moved up into larger organizations less and less of the time do those points (laughs) of leverage end up being technical Mm. and I'm okay with that as a coach in, in doing my job and as my role but as a software developer for 25 years um I do find it difficult because I just find if I'm not coding on a regular basis with this, you know, there's kittens that die and neurons <laughs> that's way in my brain, right? right. So um, as a professional, I don't have an issue with it. But personally, yeah, I, I really want to keep coding on a daily basis. <laughs> right. And so in my experience uh, working with teams, like I'll, I'll pick one of the, you know, one of the XP practices, which is pair programming, which I really love. Uh, and I do a lot. Um, I've been on a team where where that's been hard for some people. Where you know they've they've gone their whole programming career not pair programming, and then all of a sudden somebody comes in like a coach or somebody else who who wants them to do that. Um, transition wise, do you have any advice or anything you uh, you like to tell us? Um. Some of the things that Arlo mentioned are things that I really believe in, certainly running it as experiments, okay. um, making sure that, that it's viewed not as a team commitment but as something to explore and making sure that the team feels they are in control. Um, I've sometimes done it the other way and uh, where I just get teams to agree to pair program for uh, a short amount of time and, um, and I'm perhaps – had a different experience with Arlo. I, I find I get benefit even if the team's pairing some of the time. That's quite a bit better than not pairing at all. So uh, maybe getting them to do full immersion pairing might be too difficult. Uh, or I've certainly have found cases where it's too difficult. Um, and it may not be because people don't want to. It, it, it can be the culture of the organization. So it's actually uh, mostly outside of their control. Um, so certainly, I think going with moving with empathy <laughs> yeah. and uh and with uh 
with giving people a choice um, and putting putting out offers rather than uh, than trying to force it down anyone's throat. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll have, have to follow that up with a confession that uh, when I when I first heard of pair programming and some of the XP stuff, I, I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard of, and. Uh, I was I was a developer and I was managing other developers and I thought what a waste of time having two yeah. people sitting at one computer like this this is the dumbest thing in the world until I experienced it myself with someone who was was very good at uh, actually doing pair programming right and 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 including me in that process and really brought me along and totally converted the way that that I viewed that practice, mm. and, and nice. now now I'm a huge advocate of it. I love it, uh, but I was highly skeptical at first, and I, I think that happens a lot with a lot of these technical practices. And so the other thing that I've become more tuned to as well is using games. So I know there's mm-hmm. a you know I think Joshua Karavetsky came up with the pair drawing game, which is a great way to introduce people to the idea uh, without having them commit to to it in any in any way but experience some of the benefits from it that's cool it's cool too um you know talking about your transition jay like seeing when teams uh start to capture the vision of some of these practices you know when Mm -hmm. they're when they're excited to write tests or when they say oh let's you know let's write a test for us here when maybe they wouldn't have before or or Mm -hmm. get excited about pairing on something oh you know we're gonna we're gonna need a pair you know if we want to get this done faster those types of things are, are exciting to see with teams. Yeah. Yeah. And what I've learned kind of the hard way as well is to really look for where the energy on a team is. So, you know, if their energy happens to be around doing more testing or refactoring or pair programming and, and, and moving, even though as a coach, I might feel that they might get better leverage from pair programming over something else, I tend now to move more towards where their energy is because that's more likely to be successful. So if they're showing energy for something and it's not pair programming, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, well, thanks a lot for joining us today, Declan. Um, do you have anything you'd like to share with the audience? Um, I would. Uh, I've had a very interesting couple of months uh, being uh, the newest member of the Agile Alliance Board, which I'm very honored uh, to have. And I welcome any um, any insights or suggestions people may have for me in that role, and particularly towards promoting technical lessons. Uh, and the other thing that I've done the last two months is I've co-founded a startup called PrintChomp.com. Chomp is when you're chomping on some good <laughs> and uh, we're using lean startup and agile and uh, you could find us at www.printchomp.com and we're going to be launching in mid-september so sign up and we'll keep you informed of how that goes awesome all right well it's been a pleasure we, we appreciate uh you joining us on the show today oh thank you for having me it was a, my fun <laughs> all right talk to you later bye Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integramtech.com slash podcast, where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integram Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. 
For old episodes, check out integrumtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Need help with your agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile Hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.